So the next one we're going to talk about involves creating a database, either uh, ourselves, if necessary, or imploring the powers that be to do a better job of putting a roadmap, uh, a timeline in place so that people who are who are coming into the, you know, just starting out in the recovery process have some idea of at least a framework of time and, you know, where they're going, where they're going to end up right from the get-go. So yeah. I think uh, I've... Uh, I've got a, a bunch of information and data uh, already that I've accumulated over, you know, the last, whatever it's been, five years. And I'm going to use that and start compiling it into a, a, you know, just to give people what's the time frame for, I've had my license taken away or I've given up my license. Uh, the college knows what's going on. How long does it take usually before I would see a physician for a, independent medical evaluation. And then how long after that would it be until I'm sent to treatment or am I sent to treatment depending on, you know, so it, mm -hmm. I think if, if we made a, a roadmap with options and timelines, it would be valuable and helpful. Yeah. That were realistic, did not have any other motivations to, you know, kind of string people along or to give people a sense of false hope people are in that period of time thirsty for some reality and for a little bit of certainty, even if that certainty is a long length of time, it's better than the unknown. Yeah. There's too much unknown in the beginning. And uh, as you are aware, it's, you've got enough kind of rumination going on in your head as it is. If we could remove some of these unknowns and take them out of the stress recycling machine that goes on in your head, it's not going to give you, well, maybe it would give you a, a little bit more uh, feeling of control over the, over the situation. But I mean, it's not like we're going to be able to dial it in to a precise date, but no. if somebody had just a framework to work with, that was, let's say the average is, uh, there's a bracket of two to four months, and then this is the average time in between stuff like that. I think would be useful. This would be another one for our listeners. If if you have ideas for, you know, things that you thought were questions that if you would have known, you would have liked to have known, you think they should be a part of such a such a project, then by all means, let us know. Because this is something uh, we've thought about this for the last little while and kind of compile, like I've got a few things uh, listed out. If you want, I can yeah, please. go over those. Please. It's getting hot up here in this apartment. So for a starting point, I think uh, reaching out or uh, being discovered, whichever one it happens to be, mm -hmm. uh, that would be your uh, your time zero. And then you've, you could have different events on there, like uh, what to expect from your college or employer. Well, this would be a different part of it, but... When would when do the insurance companies get involved? Um, what should I expect from them? Again, you could include what they they usually present as options right off the bat. What they present as support. Uh, same thing for WCB. When's your IME date? 
like when is a normal IME date? How long is that after the initial suspension of your license? You know, mm-hmm. I think even it might be beneficial just from a, a for data capture to try to get people to estimate in their mind when did their substance use become a problem? Mm-hmm. When at what point was it the first time that you took something from work or was it? Whatever it is for that individual, if the, if they could spend some time thinking about a date or a, a rough idea of when they realized that they had a problem, I think that would be interesting to kind of superimpose over a timeline like this. And then it would give you some kind of idea of, you know, let's say you're an ER nurse, you start to realize you're having a problem with whatever substance, and you could look and say, well, people in that position with that substance, you know, this is the usual trajectory, the average trajectory, you know, you could get, if you had enough data, you could really get this thing fleshed out. And you're thinking Um, about, about people who are still in active use too, that that are wondering about what this would look like. Exactly. Yeah. Because it would give you a, like, there's no such thing that exists right now. Right. So if you, if you were making it, you know, you realize that you're, you're not able to beat this on your own. Like many people, they, myself included, you try all sorts of things to, to get through on your own. And then eventually you, you realize that you're going to need some, some kind of help and support. Maybe if you had some, uh, a roadmap or something to look at, you could at least be able to plan better. Like you say you're a parent and you've got, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of different variables and when you know nothing going in, it's just, it's uh, maddening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a polite, polite word for it. Um, what about, what about um, workplace investigations? Like that's a variable that to me is, is, um, is highly varied because yes. it seems like there are certain employers who do the investigation right away or a certain circumstance where the investigation is done right away. For folks who go off on medical leave, that investigation is paused and then it returns when they're deemed fit to return back to work. Mm-hmm. Although it's not really that because it, it still then, you know, can take another six months as we know. That's, that seems to me like a, a one of the biggest questionable variables of all of these. Yeah. Well, least right. predictable. Least predictable. And that's the employer's investigation. Yeah. You know, in terms of what, yeah, I, I think, I just think it is different for, on a case by case basis. And um, again, for myself, my first investigation meeting didn't happen for seven months. I'm sorry, yeah. like eight, eight, eight months before, after going off work. And then there was a second meeting a month after that. And then a third one, almost another month after that. Yeah. So, I mean, pharmacists don't have this, like, this is something that the college will do an investigation, but it looking over my notes, it's usually like a week. There's, you know, they're just basically confirming what they've been told and making sure they have a case to yeah. withhold your license. But with nurses, yeah, they've, they've got this process. And I, it seems to be, again, one of those processes that I can't understand how it's not already like a cookie cutter. Like they should be so good at this by now that there should be, you know, a form, an algorithm. Why on earth would an investigation take that long? Mm -hmm. They have all the data. Of course they do. 
I mean, so yeah, it, certainly they have the data. They have the they have the data from their own, um, either from their own pharmacies or from their mm-hmm. own files and 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 uh, patient charts and documents. They have documentation from that has already occurred from a a physician from the independent medical examination. They have everything, and, and for it to take months and months and months doesn't make sense. Now. We have, we have spoken to the fact that it shouldn't be when you're at your most vulnerable. It should not be when you're, you know, a couple of weeks off work and haven't done any sort of therapeutic treatment yet when you're that sort of high risk, but it also shouldn't be eight months later. So, and, yeah. and if for, for, I think for a lot of individuals, it's a, it's a big landmark moment because that's where there's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. That's where there's the most sort of accountability. That's where their future is really, really up in the air. Um, that's where you're having to face actually the people that you worked for or, or in some cases worked with. And it's um, always, uh, it's always, you know, 10 of them and one of you and you're being shamed and shamed and shamed, even though you're, you know, it's supposed to be kind of a professional yep. proceeding or whatever it, it it seems to be, well, especially if you, if you don't have answers, as you found out with your, your first strategy there. Yeah. But, you, you know, I, I think that it would, this roadmap would still be beneficial to that. So if, if I had have known all of the other things and had some, I think if I had have known all of the other appointments and had some certainty and some predictability with when treatment would start, when my appointments would have occurred and had some security there, then the, the unknown regarding my workplace investigation would have not been as detrimental to my, to my mental health. Right. Um, I think establishing it's like, it's like showing up for the person. We, we establish trust by following through. And so if the system had a follow through and said, okay, Here's when your this appointment's going to be. Here's what you can expect, and it kind of roughly fault met my expectations. Then, then the part with the investigation might not have seemed so grave. Yeah, and don't you want that if you're the employer? Don't you want, you know, if if you've invested all this training in a, in an employee, uh, is like yourself, somebody who's highly valuable in that position. Wouldn't you want to make it so that the last thing you'd want to do is make it so that that person has lost all faith in the system before they even go to treatment? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like having some integrity and uh, some, you know, at least rough sort of uh, guidelines as to what's going to happen and when you'd think would be beneficial to them as well. It would really minimize the fracture of the relationship that seems to commonly occur. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. lots of times it's uh, people go right to the brink, like, yeah. you know, some healthcare professionals, their relationships are so they're never going to talk to those people again. They're not, they don't feel comfortable even being in that hospital or the vicinity of it. You know, it can, it can get really bad. Mm-hmm. What else did I have on here? Yeah, all your first contacts, I think, are important too. So what was the first contact with who, with the college? Same thing with your employer. Establish that 
you know, if we had, okay, this is usually what happens in this uh, authority. This is commonly the the way the the communication happens or whatever. Uh, first contact with uh, like agencies like Leap or uh, the insurance company. We should have since time zero. How long did it take to get to treatment? Uh, what treatment was it? Was it inpatient, outpatient? We could rate the facility based on how useful the individual felt the the uh, the treatment was. Length of time in treatment. Were they there with, uh, were they also being treated for comorbid uh, conditions uh, or other uh, addictive behaviors? And then you get into when were you deemed fit to return? What did the monitoring, con- uh, when did the monitoring contract or return to practice agreement start? Uh, what were the parameters? So you could have those all listed out of what's commonly in uh, an agreement. Whether or not a lawyer is involved would be a very interesting one because it's it, the ones I've seen are so wildly different than what you usually see. And I would, you know, I think you could learn a lot just by seeing, okay, so these these healthcare professionals who got a lawyer seem to, you know, it, it causes a reduction of this or, a, you know, they seem to get more support here. Whatever the changes are, I think it'd be interesting to have those on file. I think that's all the ones that that I, I could just think of off the top of my head or the, not the top of my head, but the ones that I wrote down earlier. You know, I also think as a, as a productive piece of advice for, for people, I wish I had of, um, you know, on day zero or day one, went out, gone to the store and got a fresh notebook or like day calendar where I could have been keeping notes on, on the phone calls I had, on this day and just briefly what was said in point form or what, what commitment was made or like what expectation was set around upcoming appointments or, or any stage in the process so that I would have had something to, to go back to. It's sort of not in my nature to, to do it that way, but I, I do think I really wish I could have had that as I was going along and then also had it to reflect back on. So just kind of a, seemingly superficial piece of advice for people. If you're just starting out, maybe get a, a book where you can record all of these things that are happening. And, and uh, so you're not just relying on your memory about the conversation and just take five minutes after a phone call to, to jot a few things down. That's fantastic advice. Yeah. I, I think that would serve you well. Some of these things, I think people do get into positions where, whatever the case may be, they, they get locked in uh, like a, they get left in the void. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen people, I've, I've talked to nurses who have been like, just stuck in this weird limbo for, they, they still have a license, but they've been on disability, or whatever, for like five years. And they don't, you know, they, they think they have an idea that their case is still being worked on or something. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. But it, it, there are these people who kind of just, at some point, there's, uh, I don't know, it's uh, two groups of the regulatory bodies can't come make a consensus. Nobody can move forward. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I think if you had a record leading up to it, you might be able to elucidate what, <laughs> what happened at least and yeah, yeah. put it back together. Because I don't know what these records look like on the other side either. You know, I mean, I see the ones that they produce, but I don't know what they're doing in the meantime. Or if there's any kind of like consolidation of of their data to 
to create a timeline on their end or to create a a, ga- <laughs> a, a game plan on their end. We've talked about this before, but yeah, what a waste of data. I mean, my God, the amount of information that's not being tracked, treatment centers alone, you yeah. know, you're just throwing out reams and reams of information for no, well, it's not for no reason. I know what the reason is. Nevertheless, it's a huge waste. Yeah, huge. So yeah, anybody who is listening and thinks that's a, a good idea that they'd like to get involved in, feel free to send us an email at our us dot recovery or us at recoverymachine.org yep. address or go on uh, go on to our site and uh, recoverymachine.org and there's lots of contact forms on there. And let us know what uh, you think should be added to such a timeline. And if you want to be involved, I'm I'm always looking for more pieces of you know, documentation, redacted documents that can that we can use to make points of points on the timeline and and in the data bank. Yeah, and you know we've we've um, probably the majority of our listeners are in in Canada, obviously, but I know that we have uh, increasing listeners in the United States, and I'd, I'd be very curious to hear of their experiences as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear what it's like. Yeah, there's actually quite a few U.S. listeners on uh, on the last full episode there. So yeah, let's hear from you guys too. And uh, I think that's enough changes to the system <laughs> for one sit down. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had the authority to just be to pushing these through? <laughs> yeah. so these are actually binding conversations. Yeah, this is this is what's happening from now on. <laughs> Oh my God, that'd be just glorious. Yeah, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll come back to this and we'll keep piecing it together. And every once in a while, we'll put a uh, an outline up on the website so you can so you guys can see what's happening with it. And hopefully, uh, I think we we seem to have a lot of people interested. So get enough data points, we can actually make some useful timelines and and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Okay. Thanks, everybody. All right. Co-host Corey, we'll see you next time. And uh, have a good, if it's sunny out wherever you are, enjoy the sun. If not, well, enjoy yourself anyway. Thank you. See you soon.